0: Never gonna give you up. Never gonna. Never let gonna you let you down, down. Never gonna run, run around, around
1: and, and desert, desert you.
0: One billion views on YouTube.
1: So, it just now got one billion.
0: Yeah, one billion.
1: I, I swear to God, I the, the uh, a few weeks ago I was all up listening to Size Gangnam Style again. Huh? That was the first video to ever reach a billion views on YouTube. But congratulations to Rick Astley on a billion views for Never Gonna Give You
0: Up. I feel like it might be his particular video that got a billion because there are a billion Rick Astley Never Gonna Give You Up videos because of being Rickrolled. Yes. So I think all of those spread out has probably taken away from his particular
1: is it the original video that got a billion views? Uh,
0: Rick Astley posted it on Twitter himself. So it could got be it. the official Rick Astley video. Got Finally it. hit a billion
1: views. Got it. God, that reminds me of our college days. Mm-hmm. Uh, never going to give you up. Never going to let, gonna let, let, you, let down. you down.
0: Never going to run around <laughs> and desert you. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you check out all of our back episodes, every stinking one of them, on the WatchlistPod.com. Make sure you engage with us on your social media at symbol the Watchlist Pod, at symbol Pirate Alice, and at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And above all, subscribe to us. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Patty.
0: Hello. <sighs> uh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Okay. It was, a, it was a rough night, but that's okay. We got through it.
0: We survived.
1: We did survive. Getting older sucks. Kind of. Your your body just changes and it changes in ways that it, like eggs for me. Mm-hmm. You know, just you, you can't it all just comes down to you can't eat like you're a fucking like 12 year old anymore
0: yeah when you're 12 you just want to be older so you can eat whatever you want and do whatever you want and then when you're older and you're having those doritos for dinner and then you start to feel <laughs> like ass you're like well this is so unfair I
1: then your body is like doritos Fuck. for
0: dinner and now that i'm old enough to do it i feel like crap and yeah. i don't like this
1: uh, Ugh. truth, truth, and word, as the yeah. young people say. Seriously. So I checked out actually three things this okay. week.
0: I have three things as well, huh.
1: but one of them is uber serious. So I don't know where to to put it in the show.
0: Um, like I act- all have a level. Well, one is super serious. The other one is in a different way, serious. And the third one is like serious and like a dramatic way.
1: Why so serious? Okay. I don't
0: know. That's just what I picked.
1: Well, so let's start out with the series and then we'll go toward, toward light. Okay. So I, did you watch, and, and I, and I'm saying this because I found myself riveted to the testimony of the four officers who were on the panel, mm-hmm. uh, the January 6th commission panel. And I and I sat there and I, I usually do my, okay, what am I going to watch for the show this week? What am I going to watch for the show this week? And I usually turn on TV and I try to find stuff. Well, I have a morning ritual of turning on CNN because, you know, I get my daily dose of, did the world blow up? No? All right. And for three hours, I watched the riveting testimony of people who put their lives on the line to defend democracy. And and I found myself riveted and partly embarrassed. And and embarrassed because I was trying to find something entertaining to watch. Yeah. When this... Not only happened, but it, these officers are still going through it with PTSD, and this commission is just getting started. So there's just going to be a whole lot of partisan politics, and and I don't give a shit whose politics belong to whom. But when you when you storm a Capitol building and violently try to take it over. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. There is video evidence to back it up. And then you have politicians saying, no, it's just like a tourist group that was in there. I I wanted to start the show with that because in the midst of of trying to get life back together, you know, and the Delta variants fucking with everything again. So hold on to your hats for that one. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And trying to find entertaining stuff to watch and try to feel some semblance of normalcy and all that. There there is just real shit going on in the world. And I guess my wanting to to mention that is because yes, I try to find stuff that shies away from the reality of of things, but that's our democracy. You know, we I you are sitting here able to vote able to move around freely because of of what started as a, even though it didn't start out this way, a piece of paper that says so. And and so I just wanted to say every now and then people, check out what's going on in the world because it's it's really important that you stay plugged in and engaged and try to do what you can to foster truth I will just put it that way yeah. foster truth okay that's that's what I wanted that's that's you know my uber heavy sort of message for today okay not slamming anybody just saying foster truth
0: yeah
1: all right Oh. And the other two things I have are stupid, silly, so that's good.
0: Oh well, okay then. Okay. Then. <laughs> the first very serious thing I have, uh, it came from all this talk through the gymnastics, through uh, Simone Biles and the gymnast and Olympics and shit that's going on. I've learned about a documentary that's on Netflix that I didn't know it existed until earlier this week. It's called Athlete A. And it is the documentary that follows the investigative journalists from the Indianapolis star who broke the whole story of Larry Nassar and what he did to the gymnasts of the U S gymnastics.
1: Oh yeah. That fucker.
0: Yeah. And it talks to, uh, the, to Maggie Nichols, who was the gymnast referred to as athlete a in that, uh, case. And, Than other gymnasts who were molested by him. And it's really, it's really pretty heavy. It really pisses me off everything that went on around that. Not just, not just only Larry Nasser, but the Caroli Ranch and shit that went down there. And what did they know when? The head of USA Gymnastics, Steve Penny, who, when Maggie Nichols first complained about him, she went to her coach. Who went to this person, who went to this other person, who went to Steve Penny, who did nothing for like 15 months and tried to cover this shit up. Meanwhile, Larry Nasser is still sexually assaulting gymnasts.
1: Right, right.
0: None of these people that she told, who told the next one, who told the next one, did their duty, which by law in Texas, where this happened, is supposed to report it to the police. Not oh, keep it wow. internal, telling the next guy and the next guy, then go into the lawyer of USA Gymnastics. No, none of them went to the actual authorities and said anything. And then there's the whole question of when did the FBI know and when did they take action and why didn't they take action immediately? So that's what this whole documentary is about. Uh, it's about 104 minutes long. It's on Netflix and oh shit, man. It's some heavy
1: shit. I I have always said that whatever governing body of whatever sport protects who it wants to protect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they do it in football all the time. Like fucking Andy Reed's kid. So around here in Philly, Andy Reed is sort of a god in football. He coached The Philadelphia Eagles for a while who I love as a team they are my team and I absolutely love them but I think that guy is a dick and I think he's a dick because I his one of his sons died of an overdose and right under his nose actually and Mm -hmm. the other kid is is about to start standing trial for hitting a five-year-old girl and has put her in, like, he was he was intoxicated and supposedly on medication, but that's bullshit. And he hit two cars that were parked on the side of the road trying to deal with some mechanical issues and put a five-year-old girl in the hospital probably for a good long time and has affected her oh, life yeah. permanently. And they're trying to... to you know, plead not guilty. And I keep thinking to myself that and other players, sexual harassment and all that. If you're a high enough player, you're a high enough, whoever you're going to get protected. And I think the Olympics especially are dangerous because you don't hear about those athletes until the Olympics come around.
0: Well, if you're paying if you're into that sport, you would, like for the world championships and all that. That's true. But the thing is and that they mention in this documentary is if you look at footage way back in the day before Nadia Comaneci competed, the gymnasts looked like they were women. They were older women. They weren't mm-hmm. teenagers. And it wasn't until Nadia came up, got the perfect 10, when everybody started looking at Teenage girls, little tiny girls who can tumble and run and do all that stuff because they don't have the extra weight of it being older and they can reach those gold medals. Mm. So that's when it became younger and younger, and younger to be a gymnast. Wow. And smaller and smaller and smaller. And USA sucked at getting gold medals. Sucked at it. And it was the Russians and the Romanians because they had a different attitude towards training and training young girls that they can control, Mm -hmm. that they could speak to in certain ways that they started getting the gold. And when Bella Caroli, um, when he defected to the USA with his wife and brought all of his knowledge of Romanian gymnasts, getting gold medals, he brought that gold medal factory to the US and Mary Lou Retton and Carrie Strug and mm-hmm. all of the rest. And his accord in from what the gymnast said in this documentary, they belittle you, they yell at you, they call you fat, they call you a lard they monitor every single piece of food you put in your mouth. And this is all destructive abuse for young teenage girls who are Forming their self-image and everything.
1: Not to but mention it, forming their bodies, too. Well, they're
0: forming their bodies, they're forming their self, their mental self-image,
1: hmm.
0: and they're getting gold medals. So gold medals are sponsorships and money. And the yeah. Olympics are sponsorships and money. And this is why they kept it all under the rug and tried to bury the Larry Nasser shit and didn't protect the athletes but instead protected themselves and the yeah. money.
1: Yeah, yeah, fuck them. So mm. they
0: protect who they want to protect, not just big-name athletes, but themselves.
1: Yeah, true. Oh. And
0: this this documentary really helps illustrate all that.
1: And that's on Netflix, you said?
0: It's on Netflix. It's called Athlete A.
1: Wow, okay. Well, shit, the last two things I've got are, are like, stupid funny. So do you want to keep going?
0: Well, the next thing I have isn't particularly... I mean, it, it's sort of serious, but not entirely. It's not not in the way that Athlete A is. Okay. It's on HBO. It's also a documentary, but this is called The 100-Foot Wave. It's about a surfer, Garrett McNamara, who is on this quest for the biggest wave and... <laughs> You know, he's a surfer. He talks like a surfer. He's from Hawaii. He's been in surfing shit for for decades. And he just needs the bigger rush. The bigger, bigger rush. So he started doing this big wave surfing. And I knew nothing much about surfing at all. Nothing much. I, always, I thought that from those old surfer movies, the only way to get out there to catch your wave is to paddle your way on your surfboard. Mm. Well, no. The way to get the, the good waves is they tow surf. Somebody on a jet ski tows you out there on your board out to where the big waves start so you could get your big wave surfers. And he finds this place, somebody contacts him um, from the city of Nazare, Portugal about where these gigantic waves keep happening and this guy who sees it every winter time he's like, somebody's got to surf these. And he finds Garrett McNamara and he talks to him about the surfing and Garrett flies himself to Portugal after watching the the video footage that was sent like, damn, these waves are big. And he learns more about it. And the, the town of Nazare welcomes him and they work with him and they find other people to help him figure out, is this even possible or will you kill yourself doing it? And so far, there's only two episodes Mm Because they're releasing them one at a time. There's going to be a total of six from now until August twenty-second. All about this surfer and this guy trying to get that hundred-foot wave and the big-wave surfing community. And there's awards for this shit. And I knew none of this, none of it. It's amazing. And Ah. so there's like some kind of big-wave surfer now surfing tournament or some such in Nazare. He's made Nazare like the place to go for big big wave surfing and he finds a couple of guys in Ireland who are trying to get big waves in Ireland, like surfing in Ireland. What? (laughs) This is so cool. So it's serious in that this guy could kill himself. This guy will fucking kill himself on these gigantic waves that are created because of some big, big like ditch under the water and there's nothing but rocks and these waves are so massive that if you get hit by one you have no idea up from down it's like hit being hit by like a an avalanche you don't know up from down and you get pushed towards the shore but then it's gonna pull you back away before you can even catch your breath to crawl up onto the sand I mean, I was watching it when he wiped out and all, they're showing all this stuff. I'm like, holy fuck. This guy, How did he survive this shit? Because I know he survived because he's been talking to us through the documentary. But fuck. Yeah. So it's serious in that way that this guy, damn, these people are crazy.
1: Yeah. But it's cool
0: to watch. Like, it's cool to see the surfing.
1: And where is this again?
0: This is on HBO Max.
1: Ah, got it which is where I got my other two shows. Oh, so We're on an HBO know. Max kick this week. Hmm. So the first show that I actually found, I found because I follow Alison Rich on Instagram. And if you don't know who Alison Rich is, uh, she, is uh, she was a supporting character on the Goldbergs.
0: Oh, you ever watch okay. the Goldbergs? A little bit.
1: So when the daughter goes to college, uh, Allison Rich plays the sort of ditzy college friend that she makes. Okay. And she's been in a ton of stuff. She's a writer. She's a producer. She's an actress. She's a director. You know, and she is actually going to be in season two of this show called the other two,
0: the other two.
1: Okay. The Other Two, which is on HBO Max now, there are 10 episodes of it. And it stars Drew Tarver and Helene York hmm. as the siblings of a Justin Bieber clone called Chase Dreams. And and this kid even looks very similar to Justin Bieber and the show had me hooked. When they made fun of, and here's the next up and coming white kid who's going to set this country on fire, and and and, <laughs> nice. and and it was just hilarious. I binged that entire show in two days, oh, and wow. I haven't had a bingey kind of uh, vibe in a while. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was really cool to have. Each episode is like half an hour long.
0: Okay,
1: and. Uh, it follows these the two siblings of this guy. One of one is a is a would be actor, uh, who is the brother, and the sister is just sort of lost in life. She hmm. she doesn't know what the fuck she wants to do, and the mother uh, of the of all of these kids is Molly Shannon from SNL. Okay. And Ken Marino, who is oh, a yes. very you know Ken Marino, he's been in everything. Yeah, he plays he plays the ditzy manager of Chase Dreams.
0: Oh, perfect! He's the perfect
1: guy to do that. But is he brilliant or is he stupid? Mm. And and it, it, the the show is just funny because if you listen to the songs that this kid <laughs> sings, there's one called Stink.
0: Oh my god!
1: And and stink is about how when you go to a nightclub, all you do is stink. <laughs> it's I cannot tell you how much I. The last time I laughed like that was when I was watching um, Schitt's Creek, and the episode where the mom is drunk doing the wine commercial, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine O'Hara oh. Oh, doing that. She is absolutely brilliant. But the last time I laughed as hard as I did when Catherine O'Hara was doing a drunk wine commercial, was listening to the song Stink on the show The Other Two. And, and season two, I guess, just wrapped or will come out soon.
0: Okay. But anyway,
1: the, the first season debuted in
0: 2019.
1: Hmm. So, uh, ah, it says here season two uh, will debut August 26th.
0: Oh, nice. Okay,
1: so that's good, and it's on HBO Max. If you're looking for something, just it's it's hilarious, and I guess I like shows with train wrecks of people, kind of <laughs> like Broad City. Um, it's it's just it's a very cool meta examination of teen pop stardom and uh, social commentary and all that, but it's just. Very well written and I think hilarious. So check it out. It's called The Other Two on HBO Max.
0: Nice. All right. Do your next one.
1: All right. So the next one, also on the HBO Max, Mm -hmm. is an animated show called The Prince. And The Prince follows a seven-year-old Prince George (laughs) who makes life hard for his family and the British monarchy. Nice. Nice. This show just debuted on July the 29th. So as we record this, as we record this, folks, it's July 31st. So happy, happy August, everybody. Um, But Uh this just debuted and it is getting it is controversial, especially in in England, obviously. But. I wasn't expecting much, but I am pulled in now. Each episode is only like 20 minutes long. There are 12 episodes of this and it focuses on George, who is the son of William and Kate. And everybody with the exception of Megan Markle is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like awesome. Prince George, Prince George is a bully and Oh my God. And I, I will never speak ill of the dead.
0: Wow. Did they drop all of the episodes or is it being released one at a time?
1: No, all the episodes are dropped. So you can so watch them all now. you can them watch all the now. whole damn thing. Okay. You can watch the whole damn thing. And everything from in the castle, they have these, um, like these sort of inbred creatures in the basement that make the queen's favorite dessert. <laughs> and only they can make this dessert perfectly. Oh
0: my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and how, rest in peace, the Duke of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. was basically a walking corpse.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, my, might be a little too, too, soon, soon. But, too soon. Little,
0: but still funny.
1: Still funny. Still very funny. And the Queen is just a bitch. Oh my god, like like this very. Um, mercurial sort of oh you're so nice now get me my fucking dessert um i i find this show funny and the show itself actually has tons of british talent including orlando bloom really who plays prince harry and prince and prince harry is just lost because he's no longer a royal Mm-hmm. So he's trying to make it in L.A. with with Megan. And he and he finds it hard to go to a store because he just says milk and he expects somebody to bring it to him. Uh, Alan Cumming. Oh, I like him. And Sophie Turner. Oh, nice. So this has tons of British yeah, talent got in good it. Good
0: people in it. Nice.
1: You know, it's a it's an American series that has British talent. But it is obviously very sympathetic toward Meghan Markle. Like, I signed up for this. And <laughs> and she even says that in the first episode, which I find hilarious. <laughs> nice. But obviously, we have a different view of the royals than, than Brits do of the royals. Yes. yes. So if you have British friends out there, I wouldn't bring up this show unless they are not anti-monarchy, but... Like, make willing to make fun of the monarchy. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for something that's sort of a cross between family guy and, um, I guess a British monarchy documentary, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually produced by some of the same people, too. So.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Um, this, this, it's, it's very bingeable. It's extremely, as a matter of fact, when we're done with this show, I'm probably going to watch a couple of more episodes. All
0: right. Yes.
1: All right. That's all I got for this week, except for...
0: I've got my international show!
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, (laughs) yeah!
0: Perfect, perfect. (laughs) Uh, So this is on Netflix. It is a Korean drama. It's called Move to... No! No, (laughs) really? This is called Move to Heaven. And it's about a father and son who have a business called move to heaven. It's a trauma cleaning company. Oh. They get called in to clean up a house or to pack up somebody's belongings after they've passed away. They will also clean the place if if it's like a murder scene or if the body's been found weeks after it was dead in that room. Mm-hmm. But they're very respectful about it. they they have their little prayer before they start touching everything and the father and the son, talk you know they try to read the belongings to figure out who this person was because sometimes they have no family at all the de- the deceased and they put it, all the important stuff into a little box and give it to if there's a family or a friend they give the box of the important things and then they get rid of everything else well the father dies and the son he's 20 years old but he has Asperger's syndrome
1: okay so he
0: needs somebody a care somebody to be a guardian for him essentially because there's just things he can't he can't do he can't handle well the father knew that this was coming and he gave guardianship to his younger brother who is actually just getting out of prison as dad passes away Oh, and it seems they had a history the father and the brother And I don't want to give too much away because this is really learning all of the stuff is really important to what goes on. But because it's a trauma cleaning service, these 10 episodes all have somebody dying in them. And it is like gut-wrenching, tear your heart out kind of a thing. At least it was for me. I'm like... Mm -hmm. Watching this, I'm like, I need to have the Kleenex next to me because I'm just going to be a, a mess watching this show. Oh, hmm. It's, like, killer, but it's so good. It's so well done, and it just, it really helps you, uh, I mean, it brings to light some stuff that you just might not think about and shows how some family members are really good. When that when something like that happens when somebody dies, and how some family members are assholes when somebody dies. Ah, uh, yeah. And there's always so, someone left behind who who thought nice of you or cared about you in some way. Well, whether you realize it or not.
1: So the thing about when you said that it was about cleaning up crime scene houses.
0: Not necess- not just crime scene houses.
1: Right, But But they do that in
0: them It's like when a family just can't Handle Going into that person's room they'll come in Or um, in the one Episode it was a guy Whose family was Far like way out in the country They couldn't reach them So they called these guys in to Clean up the he lived in a Single room apartment In air quotes because it's he lived in a room In a building they came in because he they found him there the next day, so it kind of had a bit of a smell. It was kind of a bad thing, right? So they came in and they they cleaned the whole room. and then they brought the box to his parents who were at the funeral home. And then well, we learned a whole lot more with that. But
1: yeah, so it reminded but your the the initial they go in and clean up places reminded cleaning. me mm-hmm. right reminded me of a movie called sunshine cleaning
0: oh i've heard of that one i don't think i've actually seen it though
1: Have I- oh it's it's really really good okay. um it's a smaller movie that came out in 2009 mm-hmm. and it stars emily blunt and amy adams okay yeah yeah and and it just reminded me of that and and okay. i love that movie so cool
0: yeah, this show apparently was inspired by an essay called Things Left Behind, mm. um, who was the Kim Sebul, who was a former trauma cleaner. That's where they got the inspiration for this show. Oh. But yeah, they, they uncover untold stories about the deceased while trying to deal with a painful past and the father, as well as other traumatic things that happened while our uncle was in jail or that made him go to jail in the first place. It's all just like, whoa. yeah, it's, it's heavy, but it's good. And it does have a, a little bit of funny moments, moments thrown in. Okay. It's very good. It's on Netflix. Move to heaven.
1: Sweet. So is that all you've got this week?
0: That's all my stuff.
1: Then it is time for news news <laughs> do, 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 do 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 so thanks as always to David Hello, who David what's up David How you doing man who was who was on the ball this week? I've got to tell you mm hmm he sent me so much stuff, he actually texted me and says, I should have just recorded all of this for you.
0: Yeah, he should.
1: Um, Lots of interesting things happening in the entertainment world this week, mm-hmm. including the fact that Scarlett Johansson sued a fucking mouse.
0: I know. What? That's yeah. crazy, but she kind of should.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's amazing... What is absolutely atrocious atrocious about this whole thing is that the lawyer for Disney said, you know, came out and sort of attacked her for not being sensitive to a COVID-19 environment and all this other sort of stuff. Uh -uh. Fuck you, buddy. Uh -uh. No, this has nothing to do with that. This has everything to do with the fact that, yeah, you breached your deal. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 on one hand, I can sort of see Disney's point. They're sitting on this movie, and they can't really advance. Well, actually, just given this movie, if you haven't seen Black Widow, you kind of know what happens to Black Widow during Endgame. So yeah, you y- you're, you're not going to get much of it, except a little bit of backstory and a fun adventure for Black Widow. <laughs> but it does set up things for future... Installments, so you couldn't sit on it for very much longer. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But at the same time, you enter into a contract with the marquee name in this movie. You got to honor it.
0: Yeah, or you go back to her and say, hey, here's the situation. How can we amend this that makes it agreeable for both of us? Yes. That's what they should have done.
1: In a streaming world... This this is a benchmark lawsuit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This,
1: this is a benchmark lawsuit because it finally tackles the well, how do actors get paid when something streams yeah, as opposed to a
0: when it's part of their agreement that they get X amount of box office returns? How yes. do they do it in the streaming world?
1: How do they mm-hmm. do it in the streaming world? So this is a very interesting case, and I'm glad she brought it. You know, yeah. and. Uh, so we're gonna keep our eyes on that. And similarly, Gerard Butler sued the makers of the original Olympus Has Fallen for ten million dollars, claiming he never received his back end deal based oh. on net profits from the film. Oh. So he's seeking ten million simoleons.
0: Good. I hope he gets it. I hope he well, does I hope too. The millionaires get their millions.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't matter whether they,
0: you know how much they already have. It was a deal that was breached. So yes,
1: it's a deal.
0: And the artists deserve to be paid.
1: And above all else, you you realize that when you become a celebrity, if you're lucky enough to become a celebrity and realize your dream of being in movies and being a star and all of that, inherent in that is the giving up of your privacy. Mm -hmm. your personal space, attention to every single aspect of your life, your body, your just your money, everything. So in many ways, you earn that money so that eventually when you leave this business, it was worth it. Hence why you see a lot of older actors just kind of go away. Mm -hmm. So they could have some semblance of their life again, you know. But this will be very interesting to see. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. So in other news, a new Exorcist trilogy is coming out.
0: Do I need another Exorcist trilogy?
1: Do I? Well, on, on one hand, though, this is no different. Absolutely no different than... Places like Disney going back to the well on their own property. You know. Oh, yeah.
0: And do I need another of any of those? Do I? I, mean, I... It's the same. <laughs> Every time somebody's saying it's a redo of this, it's a relaunch of this. Yeah. Do I need that?
1: And the do answer I... is the answer is no. You can make yeah. do with the original. I, yeah. I absolutely agree with that.
0: Make do or just I, if you retell it, you better do it fucking amazingly to make it even worth my time.
1: Well, look at Candyman. Candyman is coming out soon. The remake of Candyman come out
0: like forever ago.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, it was, but COVID. COVID.
0: Damn. Although I never watched the original Candyman.
1: Oh, that was so good and spooky as fuck. Especially if you have surround sound. But anyhow, Mm okay. Um, Tony Todd and Virginia Mattson were really good in that movie. Um. So this new
0: Exorcist.
1: Yeah. So. It's it's part of a four hundred million dollar deal Fuck. between Universal and uh, Peacock. Hmm. So get this: they got the original one of the original stars, Ellen Burstyn. So Ellen Burstyn wow. played Linda yeah, Blair's mom.
0: Mom, yeah.
1: In the original, she's coming back to reprise her role. Wow! And it's also going to star Leslie Odom Jr. Hmm. It's a planned trilogy that is going to debut theatrically on October the 13th, 2023. Oh, okay. With the next two movies possibly premiering on Peacock, the shitty streaming service.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's... Is it necessary? No. Could it be cool? Yeah. But... Again, Hollywood, knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Um, there's opportunity to go find new stories out there.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is.
1: I mean, I appreciate a good reboot, remake, and and all that other sort of stuff, but um, do your jobs, read stuff, find something new. Anyway.
0: Yeah, we haven't hit the bottom of the story. Well, we
1: not, not by a not by a long shot.
0: Everything all the time.
1: And of course I step on myself saying that because I'm looking forward to Ghostbusters Afterlife.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to certain things and there's a new Taika-YTT story as well. So he was going to do an animated new Flash Gordon movie, but now he's going to make that a live-action series hmm. or a live-action film. Uh, do I need that? No. But could it be fun?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know that there's been an amazing Flash Gordon for me anyway. uh, I don't think I've seen an amazing Flash Gordon to where I'm like, that is the epitome of Flash Gordon. I don't need anymore.
1: I agree with that 110%, but the kitsch and the cheese factor of the 1980 movie starring Sam Jones and Max von or Sydow is unbelievable. Topol, Melody Anderson. Remember that flick? No. Flash. Ah. He'll I've, save every one of us.
0: I know that song, but that's about it.
1: Oh, my God. The movie is so terrible, it's good. Okay. Y- you got to watch it. But anyway. <laughs> um, here's another thing, too, that David sent along. Thanks again to David. He said, he re- t- he, he sent me a tweet From somebody who says, before the Disney movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings comes out, you need to watch the Marvel one-shot called All Hail the King.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. Uh, It was a Marvel one-shot that came along a a long time ago when the one-shots were sort of a big deal. Instead of after credit scenes, they did these Hmm. mini-movies. That's worth a watch.
0: Where do you find that?
1: Oh, just go to YouTube. Okay. okay. Go to YouTube and just type Marvel one-shot and you will see all the Marvel one-shots.
0: Good to know. Okay.
1: Yep. Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, so is Chris Chibnall.
1: Really? Mhm. God damn, I need to catch so up on of some them are Doctor leaving. Who. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, yeah, she's leaving. She's going to have uh, a six-episode, late 2021, she's going to do three specials, and then the final special will be a feature-length sort of movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Her and Chris Chibnall, and their same deal that they put together.
1: Yeah. Ah, okay. And then Batgirl, J.K. Simmons, is actually in talks to return as Commissioner Gordon, which kind of ties... Uh, Batgirl in with what we've seen before in the movie universe, blah blah blah. I think they're trying to do a better job of making their universe cohesive.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: And have you seen the trailer for House of Gucci? I, the reason I wanted you to watch that trailer, I am making bold ass predictions right mm. now.
0: Oh, predictions, bold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Best picture nominee. Best Supporting Actor nominee for Jared Leto. Mm -hmm. Best Actress nominee, Lady Gaga. And she is going to go head to head with Jessica Chastain as uh, the um, uh, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw this trailer, I was like, fuck, the Oscar race just heated up. Yeah. But that trailer just looks so good. It made me want to dress up and go somewhere and stand next to a Ferrari and say, yeah. This... <laughs> take
0: my picture. This is mine. T-
1: take, take. <laughs> yeah. Instagram me, fuckers. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> wow. D- wow. F- wow. folks, House of Gucci. Check yeah, out look that ahead, trailer. It up.
0: Watch it. Watch Ooh.
1: it. Hot. Wow. I-, I I haven't seen a trailer that good in a while.
0: Seriously, I haven't seen one that made me go like, "Yeah, I totally want to
1: Yeah, see yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and except the for remix maybe the th-
0: Tammy Faye one.
1: And the, right, exactly. And and the 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 remix of the song they did from Blondie, "Heart mm-hmm. of Glass," mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Oh, just oh, it looks so good father's house that, of gucci yeah,
0: now i'm gonna have that song stuck in my head for the rest of the day
1: yeah well that's all i've got this week so that's it for me log on to the watchlistpod.com click on that contact us button or engage us on social media for crying out loud we're hungry yeah. for attention people yeah i want to get past 242 followers anyway i'm stuck there I'm I'm stuck at 242. I want at least a thousand. We got to launch this 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 little podcast here. But but engage us on social media. Let us know what you think of anything that we saw that that we talked about today. Particularly the trailer for House of Gucci. Let us know if you really want to see that movie, if you think it's going to be anything. Let us know. That would be awesome. And, uh, you know, just check in with us. Let us know what, you, what you're watching so that we can watch it also. Yes. Like, if you're on the fence about something, let us watch it for you. Because we watch crap so you don't have to. It's true. It is very true. And a whole slew of stuff is coming up in August. Uh, you know, shows are coming back. and
0: Yes. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of shit's coming back, all
1: that. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy about that. But anyhow, thanks, Patty.
0: Thank you, sir.
1: All right, everybody, please. In the name of all that is holy, go get a shot. Mm-hmm. And if you're not gonna go get a shot, stay the fuck at home. Just be safe. Listen to the listen to the science of everything. Mask up if you are gonna go back out. We need to beat this thing. And we can only do that without every single person doing their part. Okay.
0: All
1: right. All right, everybody. You take care, be safe, and we will talk to you next time. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.